Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. That's right, our long-awaited nightmare is over. No, not talking about the beer show. The Twins game is finally over. It is uh, the beer show here on 1500 ESPN online. You can find us at 1500ESPN.com and also available on Podcast One. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Manny Hill is here as well. So we were just talking, uh, the Twins just won in 13 innings, 2-1, to one, and Mike, I don't know if you had the chance to listen to the to the Ride with the Royce show. Brian Murphy from the Pioneer Press was filling in for Pat today because Pat um, decided to take the train to Chicago. Take the train? to Because uh, he was going to chronicle the Twins at, at Wrigley Field okay. this weekend because they're playing the Cubs. It only happens once every, what do we determine, Manny? Once every eight years because they alternate coming here and whatnot. Yeah. So once every eight years, because last time they were there was '09, and I actually this was before Metrodome, okay. so I went to I went to that series, and that's nice. when my guy Milton there. Bradley chucked yeah. the ball into the stands. So we were talking <laughs> nice. about Pat deciding to take the train. We actually had him on the phone. Okay, uh, uh, still on the train. They were just outside of Milwaukee at about four thirty. Hmm. They left. They were supposed to leave this morning at eight. Ended up not leaving till ten. So he's still making his voyage. Okay, we had jokingly brought up. What's going to end first, this extra inning Twins game or Pat finally making it to Chicago? <laughs> and I think uh, Chris on Twitter tracked that Pat wasn't going to arrive in to, to Chicago until 626. So You're the Twins just barely me. edged him out. But wow. we were talking why, about a game like this and how do certain players maybe think, oh, I don't even care if we win or lose. Just get this thing over with. They have to. And And does the season kind of progress that way? And I'm here to tell you, I'm not going to deny that certain guys do, mm. in fact, feel that way. I think it's all about the way that you're wired. Because we were talking about this off the air before the show started. It's all about the way that you're wired individually. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're, each guy or gal, what, what, pick your sport, but each guy is playing that game or playing that season for a different reason. Mm-hmm. You'd hope that a lot of them have the team-centric goal of sure. let's win at all costs. They're normally very competitive people. You're trying to put up enough numbers to maybe get a bigger contract or maybe even stay in the big leagues Absolutely. for the following season. So there's just, it's it all depends. To answer your off-air question on the air, mm-hmm. it's completely dependent upon the individual and the way that they're wired. But, you know, with baseball, there are so many games if you're not going to make it to the playoffs, I can just kind of look at a game like today thinking, oh, just be done. Let's just get over with this. Although it was a slightly competitive game, right? It was tied all the way to the sure. bottom of the 13th. That's a big deal. But And the Twins are in a position where they are clinging to whatever slim, slim of slimmest of slim chances they have of making the postseason a goal that they had at the beginning of the year because I, they are falling out of it real fast. I go back to hockey players, right? Because the playoffs in hockey take, what, two months? Oh, it's two a and a half long. months? Yeah, it's a grind. If you're on a team that's going to make it into the playoffs, because a lot of teams make it into the playoffs, but you know you're not going to make a deep playoff run, but it's still going to be 
another month of work for you. Unless you're getting some huge bonus for winning some playoff games, which I'm sure they do, I could see a bunch of hockey players thinking, let's go 0-4 on this thing and get <laughs> get down to Florida, or let's lose this last game because I want to go to my boat. I want to go boating. I mean, it's a grind. And if you don't, all they want to do they don't care if they have a great season. They care if they win the big thing. That's it. They right? want to win it all, and they want to stay healthy. Exactly. They have one big goal is to win it all. Like, look at football players. Every If you don't win the Super Bowl, your season was a failure, right? Yes. I mean, the Vikings season, it was fantastic. It was a failure. They didn't win the Super Bowl. I And I will, I will tell you this. I was having a conversation with a guy. I won't name the sport. And I'm not, obviously not going to name the person who basically said he knew he only had so many years left mm-hmm. and all he was trying to do was not get not hurt. get hurt yeah. you know did, did he, he okay this was a sport that he had a good likelihood baseball you don't have a huge likelihood of getting hurt. oh but okay, but well, it, well i don't even know sure. it, it was you're just you're constantly thinking of that because mm. it's your livelihood yeah. is staying healthy yeah, and you, get being hurt, able you lose to, 12 million bucks and being able to perform i'm going to tell you if i got hurt at the hardware store and lost 12 million bucks <laughs> i don't know i'd work would even less sue? than i do now would you sue I, your I guess i would have to <laughs> But uh, so I, I I mentioned this earlier, but uh, being in Chicago, I, this was going to be me and the boys making our voyage, our baseball trip. We mm-hmm. were going to leave Tuesday morning and then come back. We were going to quick quick to Chicago, quick back. Okay, just a quick day trip. Just you and the boys. Just me and the boys. Wow, that's brave. But we, I so Tuesday morning we woke up and knowing that we were just going to drive to Chicago and we were going to stay about an hour and a half. Uh, west of of downtown because okay. I'm not staying anywhere near downtown. I knew I had wiggle room to get there because we were worried about the weather, or I was worried about the weather. Okay, and if the game was even going to be played on Tuesday because it was the only thing that was going to yeah, cooperate that with my schedule all the way down there. Yeah, and ran so basically, I pulled the plug in going just because I wasn't going to sit in the car for six and a half hours with my two kids. Just to have to turn right around and come back home, not watching a game, yeah, and that would have been not because fun. it not would have been fun for anybody. No. And I didn't want to make them sit through traffic and do all that crap because, it, as you know, as a dad of two two young kids, it's a grind trying to road trip with those with oh, those two. Absolutely. Yeah. What what you know? I don't know. But I, I'm getting to think I know Pat a little bit, right? Sure. Royce? Yeah. He's a absolute gentleman, which he sounds curmudgeonly on the radio sometimes, right? I'm not, that's... He has one of the biggest hearts out there. He has yes. one of the night... I bring yes. my girls here into the studio sometimes when, yep. when I'm with him. He puts them in his office, turns on TV. I mean, he's really one of the nicest yes. guys. The hell's he thinking taking a train to... <laughs> he just doesn't seem like the guy who would say, I want to go sit on a train for 12 hours. I think he had the... And he mentioned Romantic this earlier. Yes, of, that's really? exactly what it was. He was thinking, and I, he mentioned North by Northwest, and that's just kind of what was playing out in his mind's eye was that this was going to be this great ro- romantic trip with okay. him and the bride and let's do something a little bit different. different. Okay. Cause they do have like these club cars that are nice, right? With a little sleeper in it. Yeah. But then you're on a train for 19 hours. Oh. No, thank you. You can, you know, note to everybody, you can fly to Chicago for like 99 bucks for it takes like an hour. Yeah. Right. And he, as he joined us, I did ask him, I said, what is the percent chance that either one of you are going to be making the return trip? On the train, and he said, "I'm at fifty fifty. She is at zero percent oh, making really? the train trip." Okay, back. So, so they already know it's not for them. Yeah, it's you know if they you know what I'd like. I don't want them to do this because it will cost nineteen billion dollars. But to build one of those high speed trains from here to Chicago, where you could get down to Chicago in two hours on a train or an hour and fifteen minutes, wouldn't sure. that be kind of cool? It would be fun. Yeah, they're gonna they're planning on putting a. Um, a trolley system down West 7th to the airport in St. Paul. They just talked about this. Maybe maybe Ray talked about this. $1.6 billion to $2 billion they're willing to spend to go 11 miles. 
basically a billion dollars a mile or not a billion, a hundred million dollars a mile. It's crazy, crazy that they would do it, but people want it. People are like, yeah, I'd love to have a trolley going 11 miles down from right. downtown to the airport. You're Mr. St. Paul. Yes. I guess I don't know the answer to this question. Yeah. How much will that be utilized? I, not a, an incredible amount, not worth nearing $2 billion, $1.4 to $2 billion. You know, here's my idea. Can I give it to you? Sure. I think um, the people, the fine people of deciding West 7th should say, hey, I'm going to get 100 black Cadillac limousines and set them on West 7th Street someplace and get a little app and say, oh, I want to go from downtown St. Paul to the airport. And a black limousine rolls up and I hop in and drive away. You could buy 100 of those, have 100 drivers, have 100 guys working. Around the clock, every single day, it would cost you a fraction of $2 billion. It wouldn't even be a, you know, $100 million in 20 years. It would be nothing. And that would be the coolest thing in the world if you came to a street and you said, why are there all these black limousines? Say, oh, just go hop in one. They're free. They're free. Just go hop in one. It'll take you right downtown or right back to the airport. But isn't that basically what Uber is? Yes. But <laughs> I'd much rather have them spend some chunk of money instead yeah. of $2 billion. Well, it just seems a little silly. And you know? especially That's my high horse when power. you have a mayor who just came out a day ago and said, we can't afford fireworks for the 4th of July. Yeah. I have a hard time then hearing about a $2, million, $2 billion project that, what, 5% of the population is going to use? And and sadly, and I don't know this for sure, I don't know all the specifics, but much of that $2 billion is from the, the federal government funds. So the state of Minnesota says, well, we're getting a big chunk of that. It is federal money. But what they're forgetting is federal money is still our it's money. It's still our money. It's still our money. We still have to use it judici- judiciously. So it's a little frustrating. Hey, you know, I'm sure if they build it, it's going to be great. I'm going to love it. But I I highly doubt they But And that's it. one of the reasons, you know, we were talking about this earlier, that it's, it's one of the reasons why if I have the means, I will always drive instead of flying. Mm-hmm. Like Chicago, I would... 10 out of 10 times drive instead of fly. Really? I hate the hassle of the airport. I absolutely hate it. I oh. hate I hate the the the, the pro- I love to travel. I love going mm-hmm. places. I just hate flying. My bedroom to the gate 20 minutes literally through security. So I can leave my house, park, get through the gate, get uh, get through security, get to my gate in 20 minutes on 90% of my flights. I would fly I would fly to Minneapolis if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I would never drive again if well, I could fly. Okay, but you're forgetting about the return trip. Like let's say you go to San Diego. So what? C- coming back though, it's not that simple because now you're at let's say you have a three o'clock in the afternoon flight mm-hmm. back to Minneapolis. Yes. All right. And now you gotta worry about all the Yahoos that are in line ahead of you that, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to take my shoes off, and oh, I didn't know I was supposed to take my belt None off. None of those things even I care slightly about. Oh. It's still better than sitting in a car for twenty five. Well, and I'm hours. not gonna drive to San Diego. I yes. meant when it's reasonable. It when is it's- an amazing thing that you can hop on a plane at noon. And four hours later, be in Los Angeles, and you're like, wow, that was really, I mean, 200 years ago, half the people who took that journey died. And, you know, and, and the other half stopped in Utah and said, screw it, we're only going to Utah. This is as far as we're getting. Yeah, this is as far as we're going. Yeah, yeah we've made a lot of uh, progress in a couple hundred years. Well, and that's that. That's why this show, the beer show, has progressed the way that it has, because oh. we're willing to break down those type of tough topics. Absolutely. We just think where the beer's gone in 200 years. And that's the other thing, too, speaking of that, that's the one thing I was really looking forward to, was trying some, because I always you know, do the beer finder. I yes. want to find some cool new stuff in the 
because I was Chicago going to Chicago area. and I was going to try some stuff on. I didn't get the chance to. Is do that, that where you turn to the littlest, the oldest of your two boys and say, "Just take a little sip, right? Just yeah, one and sip. Just get Daddy back to the hotel. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's really easy. The tall one on the right, that's the gas that makes it go. <laughs> the one in the middle makes it stop. He's joking. I am one hundred percent joking. I would never do that. We, we all know that. Uh so yeah. So there you go. There's your Chicago update. But it would have been, I, you know, Michael Rand wrote a piece about. You know, the nine-day trip because they're doing six straight days in Chicago, three against the White Sox, three against the Cubs. Then they're going to Milwaukee after that. Okay. So, And there was a couple oh, of people that were mecca. doing the yeah. whole nine-day trip. Mm-hmm. We're going to all nine games. And that is some effort right there. That is because I bet you some of the players don't want to do that nine games. No, stretch. in fact, a lot of them aren't going to play in all yeah, nine games. Yeah, and they're making and they're bunch getting paid of, to do it. A bunch of money to do it. Uh, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. We're going to step aside for just a brief moment and come back with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. We call that the weekly beer run. Do not touch that radio dial, ladies and gentlemen. This is the beer show. This is the beer show. ESPN. How to like beer. You're tuned in to the beer show. Taste your beer, letting it wash over each section of your tongue. On 1500 ESPN. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. It's Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As 1500 ESPN's Beer Show now continues. That's right. It's time for the weekly beer run right here on the Beer Show on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com. It's our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities, folks. So take note, they are located in South Minneapolis at Hiawatha and 42nd Street and also in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And uh, Tom is here representing Elevated this evening. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. You know, you start to get a little tired of the week on Thursday. Mm-hmm. You're winding down a little bit, and then you're like, oh, it's the beer, beer show. show it's beer show time. I wonder if that's just me. Is that just me? No, I feel the exact same way. I feel way. like the listeners no. are the same way. Everyone just kind of, all right, beer show. Tomorrow's Friday, then it's the weekend, then it's the 4th of July. Then it's the 4th of July, because that's where I was going with. Yeah. Of the three big party weekends slash holidays throughout the summer, which one do you see the biggest boom for? Yeah, this is it. And it's kind of like we, we climb the mountain, you know, mm-hmm. and it it's July 4th is just kind of we ride or the roller coaster maybe of the, of sure. the season. But it's bell curved, right? You're still yeah. busy, but you're just yeah, winding we're down busy, busy, busy. And it just really tops out around this time with the holidays and everyone, you know, uh, having their plans and, and vacations and everything like that. And then, uh, yeah, the rest of the summer is busy, but you kind of... Bottom out and then build up for the uh, the the holidays in the end of the year. As Mike was mentioning during his live ad that it kind of stinks that 4th of July is on a Wednesday. I actually disagree. <laughs> well, because, and I'll, I'll explain myself because I, I say that, you know, if it's on a Thursday, Friday, yeah, cool. It's that little bit extra of a weekend, but this way you break the week in half. Yeah, but think so of you almost people, get three weekends. You're in radio, you get almost zero days off, right? Because if you take a day off, someone better comes in. Unless and then you're a yeah. and then you get like nine weeks <laughs> exactly, of vacation Exactly, but people year. that work in normal world, they 
have to take Wednesday off, right? Yep. They get Wednesday off, yep. but then they'd have to take a two-day vacation days sure. if they wanted yeah, to do something true. fun. But if that's it's on true. a Friday, then they take Thursday off, then they have Friday the whole weekend. But then Tuesday almost becomes like a Friday. Oh, that's right. Until you have to go back to work on Thursday. And then you have to go back yes. to work. And then you have a two-day, you have two two-day weeks. <laughs> sort of. Essentially. Yeah, okay. Are we making any bad. sense whatsoever? I think we're making a lot out. of sense. Okay, but, but given mm-hmm. that it is on a Wednesday this year, and this is our first... You know, year of having Sunday liquor sales. Yeah. This is a nonstop, action-packed ride here. Yeah, for the next and you couple know we're going crazy with beer of the month in June. Just beer season in the summer. Obviously, uh, we're trying to just you know really knock it out of the park uh, with all the beer that we're moving and 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 the value that we're offering with our beer of the month programs. Uh, so what we decided to do with how this was falling and what we we're able to work out with our our, our friends and partners here uh, is to start the new beer of the month. Right now. Sure. A uh, couple so extra like, days head go. start. Yeah. You know, so people getting ready. You know, people are getting ready right now on Thursday. You know, some people are doing the Thursday to Tuesday or, you know, Absolutely. Wednesday or, you know, the first half of the whole week, whatever. Uh, but we're busy already and, and we're going to be busy tomorrow. So we're like, let's get the beer of the month out there for July. Cool. So a little extra time for uh, our friends at Lakefront Brewing. Uh, we're doing uh, a special this uh, this month. I'm already screwing it up. Next month, uh, from now until the end of July, six ninety nine six packs. And uh, cool. Yeah. The founder uh, Jim and our regional sales rep Jerry, a regional local sales rep here, uh, Jerry and Jim was saying. Uh, hashtag giving it away. Fantastic. Get way close to the microphone. Jim, let's have you sit right on the mic. Yes, sir. Uh, First of all, welcome back to the beer show. Thank you very much. Happy to see you. Hello, Twin Cities. What year is this for Lakefront? How many years now? We are going into our 31st year. Wow. So we're kind of, uh, I like to say we're on the back end of the first wave of uh, craft beer in the United States. So So no wonder you can give it away. Well, we're not. (laughs) They're so efficient as a company. Their prices are so low. Right. $6.99 a six pack i'm not reading a script i'm i'm looking at the box you know <laughs> uh so 31 years uh i i always ask you this every time you come on but i always find this answer answer interesting given that you guys have, have been at it a lot longer than, than than some others but the landscape of craft beer 31 years ago to the landscape that it is now in 2018 biggest difference smallest difference you know just talk about it in general well the the biggest difference has become it came a, a business, much more of a business than it was back then. Back then, we were, we were almost like missionaries. You know, we're flying by the seat of our pants. We not only were trying to sell beer, but we we're trying to explain it to people sure. and have them, you know, understand, you know, what a what the difference is between an ale and a lager. And if they see a, a, a dark beer, you know, it doesn't. It's it it doesn't have to be a, a bitter, uh, astringent flavored beer. So. Um, you know, the, the learning curve was a lot more back then, you know, right now you'll be in a, in a grocery store sampling out beer and some grandma will come up to you and wondering what the, the IBUs are in, <laughs> in, in beer that you're, you're going to pour for, you know, so, um, the, the, the beer sophistication of the customer has, has greatly grown up. And that's gotta be great for business. I would imagine because the more educated that the, uh, the, the consumer is, well, that can only lead to if you're, especially with you guys making good beer, that can only lead to to a, a better and ever extend ever expanding uh, fan base. Correct? Yeah, yeah, that and the customer's palate is a lot more sophisticated right now. So, 
they can tell the difference between a beer that is good and it's not. You know, before because it was hard to get, uh, that made it uh, kind of rare. That made it popular. But mm-hmm. I think right now uh, there's discerning tastes out there. So you have to be on your game as far as the quality is concerned. When you go way back to '87, you first started selling beer. Omar tells us great story. Omar, the owner of Surly, tells us great story. He invented some beer. He crafted some beer and he took it to one of the accounts and they said, "Ugh." Gross! No one's going to drink that. Like one of his first sales calls ever. And he thought, what have I done? What have I done? Did you have any experiences like that? Um, we were fairly lucky. Where we started the brewery was a bohemian-type neighborhood mm-hmm. in, in the city. And there were people that were just proud of the fact that a brewery was starting. Okay. So we had a uh, waiting list to get our product for, really? for the first couple of years. So um people tried nice. it. yeah so that was yeah. that was nice we couldn't make enough to fill it but then again we were the uh, only show in town mm-hmm. for that area there was another brewery and um and then some others popped up but um and now and given my personal bohemian heritage uh, i'm i believe 30 or 40 percent bohemian i'm not joking by the way uh i'm guessing a very thrifty neighborhood then because uh i've been known to be somewhat of a cheapo uh, is, that, is my, that a thrifty bohemian thing oh, i thought it was all nipple rings my I, maybe grandfather sure. god rest his soul mm-hmm. the cheapest sob on the planet really? and that ran right okay. through the family uh, man. <laughs> so but they're okay. Your market's a pretty good market, it sounds like. It's a good market, yes. So um, last year's sales were up slightly, and in the industry right now, given some of the challenges that craft beer has, uh, that that's good. It's, you'd rather yeah. be a couple percent up than what the alternative. So uh, skewing uh, skewing flat is, is almost good right now. Sure. Yeah, as long as you're not going backwards. So one of the other big brewers in town that started in roughly the same time period mm-hmm. that you have, I'm not going to say his name, but we all know who it is. When he was in here, he was a little frustrated because he's like, it's a little unfair. You know, two attorneys uh, throw together 500000 bucks and open a brewery, and they're like, hey, we're brewers. And he, that was frustrating to him because he said, well, I don't just go buy an office for five, 500000 bucks and say, hey, I'm an attorney. Do, are you frustrated about what's coming into the market all through the Midwest? Because sometimes the quality is just not there. Have you noticed that frustration too? Um, no, not so much frustration mm-hmm. um, because we've established ourselves right now. So, you know, 30 years in, we have our equipment, we have our house, we have our reputation. So we're pretty established. Um uh, you know what the the new people that are starting up that is actually where a lot of the growth in the craft industry is right now so you're, you're looking at that but uh, again it's just a matter of um, seeing where it goes a couple of years down the line mm-hmm. and uh, you know so as long as we can hold on to our share and uh, have our reputation um, and uh, make sure that uh, we do what our customer base wants us to do because competition in some ways good and if we're not doing it someone else will take our position lakefront brewery is the guest here on the beer show courtesy of our friends from elevated beer wine and spirits a double beer show featured tasting friday at the minneapolis store from 4 to 7 p.m saturday in white bear lake from 3 to 6 p.m jim i want to get back to you guys uh, being at this game for about 31 years the, the 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 challenges of of maintaining a product you know consistency that you guys always want to want to adhere to over the course of years what do you view as a challenge for you guys staying at it and kind of keeping up with the hot new trend that might be taking place and popping up is it a difficult challenge or is it something where as you were mentioning flatlining and maintaining is is of the utmost important and the utmost key right um <clears throat> it is a challenge uh, but that's what uh, makes you a professional because what you do is you look at the market and you look at the shelves and you see what's going and what's selling and what's popular 
and you try to position your portfolio and your packaging to where the, the market is at this time. And uh, I think that's um, kind of an important thing. At one time, uh, I never thought, you know, package, I thought beer would always be coming out in bottles, mm-hmm. you know, craft beer would always be sure. in bottles. And it's, you know, I thought it would always be in cases and uh, bottles, six packs. And you've seen how that um, um, has It's almost the, odd to drink a beer out of a bottle now. I mean, it's, uh, it's getting there, right? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I just saw that uh, Anchor Steam is going to cans. Mm-hmm. Right now, so. I think the whole market, there's so many advantages to cans. If, and when you, um, you know, you're, you're talking about following the market and figuring out what's going to be, do you know what you're going to make a year from now? Do you have an idea of what, because we talk about this every week and right now we have this hazy IPA craze, right? right. We have actually right. these two uh, schools of thought. We have this hazy IPA that everybody is making and then super sessionable, low IBU um, loggers that people are making. What do you think is going to be the next thing that you guys do? <laughs> and why don't you give up the recipe yes. right now yeah. on the radio? Could you just tell us what well, your yeah, forecast well, is? I mean, well, I mean, but, you know, what's what's next? Maybe Tom knows this because well, he knows what. I mean, you can talk about the the couple of new beers that you've done just recently, Jerry. I yep. mean, has been Jerry. Come on, step on up and tell us about the the newest. Hey, ones what's up, Minneapolis, St. Paul? But uh, yeah, we have a couple couple new beers. One in particular, and one thing that I. I kind of like to mention to people is, and, and Jim would never say it because uh, he's an extremely humble guy, but uh, I always like to say that Lakefront Brewery has always kind of been a silent innovator in the industry with brewing the first certified organic beer in the United States, the first certified gluten-free beer in the United States, the first fruit beer post-prohibition with our Door County Cherry Lager, and the second pumpkin beer in the United States. And with all of that said, we have a brand new beer called Easy Teasy, which is actually a low-cal, low-carb green tea Ale. There you mm. go. So it is a low calorie craft beer. So think um, a a Might sessionable, easy drinking that's beer. That's but what I want. There you go. We <laughs> right? should have brought you one. That's, that's my right. fault. I have one in my cooler in my car okay. right now. So Jerry, let me ask you a question. Who are we targeting breaks. when we're making a beer like that? Is there a specific demographic that we're after? Yeah, a you guy who wants to not get fat and have ten beers. Well. Is that? I was is that? Let the okay, but that can't. That can't Sometimes be, I ask a question like that. Riddle. I know the answer that's to, but I'm trying to let the okay. guest it's a answer. Question. It's just okay. we're asking the question, but you might know the answer. Right. But uh, you know what? At first, I thought maybe there would be a specific customer for the beer. However, um, so far, at least in the market that I cover, which is uh, Minnesota, North and South Dakota, what I've seen is, I mean, I've seen a number of different people drinking this beer. You know, I thought maybe it'd be more people that are a little more health conscious, active. Mm -hmm. They do. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. But I've actually seen I've seen a group of 10 guys drinking 10 pints of easy teasy. I've seen women drinking it, you know, younger crowd, older crowd. Mm -hmm. I mean, and the reason I asked that is because I have a friend that's been a lifelong bartender and he's always told me he's like, it's it's amazing to watch the the buying habits and what people are going to and he says you know the the explosion of whiskey was completely because so many more women are now drinking whiskey than they were 10 15 years ago and the same thing applies to beer where yeah you might have intended to create this product for a specific demographic but you're finding wait a minute there's a lot of other people that are enjoying this beer yeah Yeah, i I, i've had the same experience with that you know i think with me you know and a lot of people that are into beer you know you're drinking a lot of full flavor you know full calorie beers Mm -hmm. you you know ipas are are fatiguing on the palate i mean it's literally a scientific thing that you know after a few ipas your tongue just can't uh, discern what's necessarily going on there so uh, taking that out to just kind of my what I'm enjoying and, and having from day to day, you know, sometimes I want something lighter. And, you know, if whether that's, you know, going to something that's not beer mm-hmm. or something, you know, now seeing some more options like this, that's just a little easier on the palate, refreshing, you know, when it's a warm outside and an option that, 
you know, is refreshing and not heavy or as heavy as some of the, you know, the thick IPAs can be. Um, you know, it's just, it, so I see it from a person just getting in it that doesn't want anything too, uh, jarring from their you know general macro beer experience mm-hmm. uh, but also you know people that are very far into it that are looking to just change things up so. I, I really see and i'm not in, i don't own anything in this industry but doing the show for five years with you guys learning a little bit about this industry instead of um craft beer stealing some small percentage from the big boys they're going to build a beer that the big boys are kind of building right now and they're going to steal a much larger percentage because more people drink Miller Lite than a barrel aged uh you know yeah. quad something right so they're in order for this industry to get wild they need to go after these beers that people will have 10 of that are going to be coming buying them suitcases from you mm-hmm. at 24 at a time and at you know when you're making a beer that you're selling for 6.99 for six a six pack that's getting awfully close to the same price point where you need to be right yeah yeah um, but yeah more flavor and and yeah you know a, a closer to home uh production and you know what's going into it mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more and just quality ingredients so uh it's definitely it's coming together I, I think that the the industry and 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 breweries like lakefront are responding to that by diversifying what they're doing and and the other one uh that i found funny and i wanted to talk to you about is the happy glamper mm-hmm you look like a glamper Do kind I? of guy. Do I? Did I, I I'm a, so I'm even past glamping. I won't even glamp. <laughs> You're post glamp. Yeah. I, I won't even. I won't even do that. Uh, that's another new beer from them. Uh, that's you know lighter and easy drinking. They've you know made it an IPA. We're enjoying the Riverstein, uh, River West Stein uh, beer, which is a classic from them that has a little, nice multi character. So a participant in luxury camping, Michael. Yeah. That's yeah. A yeah, I know. I know what it is. Oh, okay. I won't I even had to participate have it in me too. <laughs> I won't even participate in luxury camping. I don't want anything to do with right. camping. So. Oh, well, you, I, I don't know if you were going to entertain uh, him bringing that beer up, and if you wanted to speak on it. But one thing that I do want to hear about it, but I also want to hear a little bit more about the, the gluten-free beer because I, I get that's the number one question I get from listeners via email is gluten-free options. And I personally. I like my gluten, so I want mm-hmm. I want the beer. But but I know a bunch of people that that uh, that do want gluten free options. Tom, I want to ask you this first part, and then I want Jim or Jerry to follow up with it. Are you seeing that trend, and are, are you seeing that style of beer being requested more and more? And if so, um, what what are the go to? Obviously, Lakefront's going to be right up there because of their quality of beer. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's definitely a growing segment for us, and we try and kind of. Stay on the forefront of that as well and offer a great selection. Uh, Lakefront, I want to say, one of the few breweries that we have multiple uh, options. Oh, they, wow. They have their sure. uh, their uh, mainline uh, new grist is what it's called, and then there's a, a ginger variety with the, it has that nice little spice in it. Mm. So, Jim, I want to hear about it. Was this... Was this developed um, t- uh, some time ago because you personally wanted a gluten-free option or you knew someone that did, or did you just try it just to try it? This came about from our brewmaster, whose father was was uh, diagnosed with celiac disease. Okay. And so he was discussing that, and we decided to make a, a beer that his father could make once we became more aware of um, the gluten intolerance mm-hmm. that some people are, are suffering from. And... Um, 
So uh, that came out. We went through some revisions, and it ended up doing rather well for us. It's actually the number one of our product in the local distributor here. Wow, so wow. it does well in Minnesota. And I think there is a large segment that want just gluten re, uh, gluten-free for dietary purposes, mm-hmm. not even the fact that they're... Um, that they suffer from celiac. So I think uh, just dietary awareness is also driving that trend. We missed something that he said, too. He said he was the second brewery to come out with a pumpkin beer. And so every time he walks into Target and sees pumpkin-flavored pillowcases in in, uh, fall, he must think to himself, I'm partially responsible for that, right? I mean, what year was that, Jim? When did you do that? 1988. 1988. So uh, the first brewery was Buffalo Bill Owens. In, in Hayward, California. Okay. And he came out with a uh, a pumpkin ale, and he had um, spices that he tried to sell that was um, used in there. Um, a bartender or a bar owner in the neighborhood came to us, and he uh, saw an article on it, and he was wondering if we could do it. Well, coincidentally, I just saw, I was reading something about how uh, the the uh, the colonists would uh, supplement their their grain with uh, other starches in order to brew, and one of them was uh, was pumpkin. So, um, and there was a supposedly a recipe in this magazine of how Thomas Jefferson made a pumpkin beer. So, I went to that recipe. Uh, we were doing all lagers at that time. So, went there, got the ingredients, sort of worked it up for the scale that we were brewing on, and uh, put it out. And uh, as people say, it wasn't that bad. So, <laughs> so it, you know, it became a, became a big hit for us. And then after the years uh, has gone by, you started seeing more and more. And then the pumpkin lattes uh, mm-hmm. out in the market, and it became a major flavor. And away it went. And away, and away it went. Thanks, sure. Jim. Yeah, way to go. Thanks, Jim. Uh, so, for better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> so if people want to check this out again, Lakefront Brewery is the featured guest this week and all month long at L. Elevated, a double beer show featured tasting this Friday at the Minneapolis store at Hiawatha and 42nd from 4 to 7 p.m. And Saturday in White Bear Lake at 61, Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake from 3 to 6 p.m. The beer of the month, six ninety nine six packs. Tell Tom Reaver sent you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be a great deal. Obviously, people are looking to load up with a deal like that. You can grab a couple and, and, and have a, a tasting and find out which ones you like best. Uh, we're ready to go and and excited about the holiday. So happy fourth to everybody. We'll see you on the other side, Jim. If uh, people are hearing about you guys, maybe for the first time, I don't know how that's possible, given that you guys have been at this for a long time, and they want to find out more information. Where can they find that? Uh, www.lakefrontbrewery.com. Uh, I know we're Twitter, we're uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, a lot of stuff I don't do, but uh, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of um, a lot of people there are younger than the the, the brewery, so good chance they never heard about us. So awesome. We're we're on all the media. You can come to Milwaukee if you're in the area. We give tours every day. We have food every day. The best uh, brewery tour in the business. Nice. Come on down, enjoy uh, our patio, and uh, have a beer. Say hi. Thanks for coming on again, Jim. Appreciate it. Oh, you're very... And continue Anytime, success. anytime. Thank awesome. you. you got Next it. Next week, we'll see you. And uh, you guys are all over social media as well, Tom, at yep. Elevated BWS. You got it. Elevated BWS and Elevated WBL. I thought you said it, right? I, I kind of did. I'll say so it again. I, I, Elevated I, I, W. WBL. All right, I'm going to turn his microphone off. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Weekly Beer Run. Stick around. We have one segment to go. This is 1500 ESPN. 
This is The Beer Show. Let's go drink some beer. On 1500 ESPN. Hello again, this is Mike Fredel. Welcome back to The Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN. It's Reavers, it's Fredeloni, it's our guy Manny Hill. And I, it's it's weird. We're almost at halftime of summer. Oh, don't thanks. I, I know, that? but but I they when they were talking about you know the the guys from Lakefront were in here and it it, it got me thinking about how you know you you, you segment everything in our lives. Okay, mm-hmm. everything yep. is you've got your plan, you've got the. It's halftime. I know. Summer's half know. over. Hey, Just friends, don't, don't you complain? You started this last week when you were talking about. You the know, days getting the, shorter. Yeah, the, the days are going to start getting shorter, and it drives me nuts. This. That's what happens, though. Days start getting shorter. <laughs> all of a sudden, at eight o'clock, it's dark out, and you're like, "Okay, you know soon what, we're going to go into that permafrost." As a as a dad of a three year old that wakes up and doesn't go to bed if it's light out, bring bring on, bring it on, bring it on the twelve hours of darkness. <laughs> um, but one thing I was going to say is, imagine. Imagine my surprise. Mm-hmm. No, imagine that you know you're in the industry, the beer industry, which okay. we I guess kind of are because we do this every week. Yes, yeah. yeah, but your your event calendar is jam freaking packed mm-hmm. from Memorial Day to Labor Day, and yeah. even you know outstretch out beyond that. And you got to pack all of that in to these three months that we actually get nice weather. Well, it's the same with many businesses, though. I mean, look at the guys that are boat rental people or jet skis. I mean, it either happened, their Christmas is right now. Like Tom's Christmas at Elevated is right now because July 4th is going to be huge and he'll just go crazy. And then, like you said, it tapers off, right? Just like all of our excitement for summer tapers off. (laughs) And our uh, disgust with, 110 degree heat index tomorrow. I was just gonna oh, see. God. I was gonna say, when is your time where you say, "Boy, I'd sure like winter to come around now." Um, it does. Would you rather have it be very, very hot or very cold? Well, def- define. Give me, give me two options. Like um, 110 tomorrow. So tomorrow's index. weather. Yeah, tomorrow's or what we're heat forecasting index. for tomorrow. Or uh, 10 below. Do we have? Is it snow with the 10 no, below? No, just one of those cold days that's gray, but not windy. Uh, I'd I'd probably still take the heat, mm-hmm. but it's because it's still baseball season and okay. it's it's that kind it's of thing all that goes with it. Because you know darn well that when it's one ten, we're just begging for it to just be remotely oh, nice outside. Uh, it's and and again, it's I don't know. I'll say that now, but I I do get sick of bugs. Mm-hmm. I get real sick of bugs, oh, yeah. and I and I get I I just I feel so bad. And and again. I'm not in here roofing a house or digging a ditch. I'm sure, talking on the yeah, radio we're, for a we're currently in air conditioning. I feel yeah. horrible for the people that have to rely on the weather when they're working outside. I just oh, yeah. I feel god awful for those people. The road really crews. Do. How would you like to be on a road crew tomorrow at 100 degrees? Well, and, and I think at some point, you know, you're you're called off of your duties because you, you have to worry about your personal safety sure. as it relates to your health. But yeah, I, I just I I couldn't imagine that. That's how I had to make my livelihood. I I, I feel awful for. It's funny for that, that you you say that because as we you, when you walk into Hubbard Broadcasting here down in the employee entrance hallway, they have all these photos from like 1928 and 1938. Yeah. Right? It's really kind of cool because mm-hmm. Hubbard's been around since what 1928. A long time, a, a yeah. very very long time. And one of them, they have the the DJ sitting in a studio, and by DJs I mean two guys that look like they're from 1928 mm-hmm. sitting on a wood 
just like a like a wood bench. And I thought, oh, that's what radio was then. Because now we're air conditioning. I have one of these <laughs> chairs that's a hammock or schmuller or yeah. whatever. I, I'm sitting all in comfort. If you're and, doogie, you got your feet up on the counter. Yeah, I mean, you're relaxed. <laughs> Someone's maybe going to bring you a drink. I don't know. Maybe maybe not. But I thought, wow, times have changed even in this industry. Because it was two guys like tuning in the dial well, out in Maplewood. If or, you really want to get deep here, I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't that long ago. When I first started in this business... It was late 90s, early 2000s when, and I was working at a really small radio station where we were doing reel to reel with yes. songs and everything else. And fi- it's, pfft, now I got now the computer digital. to do it all. Yeah. And it's, here's the internet, you know, and it, it, it took a lot of work and timing and everything else. And those are some of the skills that are lost in this industry now because re- it, it has become so digitized. And now I'm going to ask you, what client did you have, right, that someone said, the salesman came up to you and said, Reavers, will you record this guy for to do his ad? Mm-hmm. And you had to do it on tape where you knew you were going, okay, let's rewind that one because he got about four words into it and forgot the name of his company. There was a client. He was such a pain in <laughs> Don't say it's Fratelloni's. And it was I'm Fratelloni's Because yeah, I'm a one-take guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you are about as low maintenance as a client could find. Uh, you're you. not even a client. There you're you a go. coworker. Right. Um, th- to be honest, clients typically aren't that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, sure, you'll have some that just aren't, they aren't comfortable well, talking It's, it's not easy. You right? know who are the worst? Pros. No. Who? Uh, musicians. Oh, really? Because... They are such perfectionists that if it doesn't sound or if they deem it, because they're not using their equipment, they're using our equipment. This doesn't sound like me. I I can't add this. So when I was at a music station about 15 years ago, one of my jobs was to grab liners. Okay. All right. And usually, depending upon how big the person was, like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you've got... Uh, you're listening to KS95. Rolling through. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not, you're maybe going to ask for one or two. But if it's you know a startup person that's mm-hmm. you can tell might have a decent chance to be a big name and the, but they're just getting their feet wet. That's a person that's more likely going to do fifteen yeah, different you're, liners. You're going to have stuff. me for ten minutes because I want to get my name out there. But the 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 worst part about that is you'll get them to do five. Hey, this is this is Mike Fratelloni and you're listening to KS ninety five, and you have them do that ten to fifteen different times. And then their agent or their manager's with them. And they're like, well, we'd like to hear all of that back and what you're going to use. It's oh, like, no. Okay. Uh, so here's, yeah. I'll, I'll take this part out. Well, I want you to take that out now because I want to hear the finished product. Sure. Because they, they yeah. have a, a client that they represent and they want to. But isn't have that the, the point in time where you just say, you know what? Forget it. Thank you. We'll have someone else's voice on the radio wonder, for free advertising times hundreds can, of thousands of people listening to this. I <laughs> ended up getting so frustrated with one particular artist that I just deleted the whole thing and I said, and I'm thinking in the back of my head, this person's never going to make it anyway, so why bother? Oh, really? They oh, made it, didn't Celine they? Celine Dion. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, I'll put it this way, and you guys can draw your own conclusions. Mm-hmm. It was a, uh, and, and she wasn't even, she was a tiny bit. Like, oh, but I could tell it was she was being bugged and having a bad day, but I could tell she was probably a pretty good person. It was the handlers around that were the problem. Mm -hmm. And this is a person that won a singing reality competition 15 years ago. Nice. Blew up. Yeah. Okay. So draw your own conclusion from that. Mm. Uh, But but again, again. I'm not digging a ditch. I'm not no. roofing a house. And I, you know, that's not that easy. I, I watch, you know, I'm often on Twin Cities Live, yeah. right? And they get some big stars coming over there. And I don't know if that would be that easy. Because you're, you're constantly going to a new thing to do another show. 
people, it's hard to look pretty on TV, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to look good on TV, so you have to look great. You can't be tired. You can't be drunk from the night before. You can't, <laughs> I mean, it's a, radio's a little yeah. different, right? You can go in with a pair of shorts on when you're doing TV all day long or having to do these appearances and, and faking that you're super excited to be in, you know, bum turd Iowa or wherever they are on some radio station or TV station, that would be tiring. Back before uh, we all had kids and, and became losers because we had no social life, there would routinely be a happy hour gathering with a lot of, of the of the staff that mm-hmm. were around the same age. And I remember Elizabeth Reese and I having this conversation. This was before we both had kids. And, and she's about, the host of Twin Cities Live. She's the host of Twin Cities Live. And the dynamic between, because at that time, she was doing both radio, radio okay, and TV. Yes. I mean, she still does, because she still does my talk. But at that time, I think she was doing a lot more she radio full, back then. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I remember we were talking about that dynamic and the difference between doing the two. And I flat out said, I, I don't know that I could do TV. I mean, mm-hmm. I would do a, a an occasional appearance on that show, but it's so much more work because oh. every segment is is its own show to a certain extent. And, and everything has got to be timed out and calculated and has to look per, you know, to, per, to perfection that it's pretty difficult. To, and when you get someone who hates you. Uh, you know, and you get some, we get stuff, right? Oh, yeah, Where people say, oh my God, that's the dumbest take I've ever seen, blah, blah, blah. They never have once said, your hair looks so horrible that way, Elizabeth. <laughs> you should, you know, because she gets some nasty, mean stuff. It's like, who would ever say that oh, to yeah. somebody? And oh. Because it's so much more visual. Because than she's it is visual. She's there. They're driven. watching her for yep. an hour. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, it's tough. Well, good. So God, thank we have God this there's show. no cameras in here. Thank God. Yeah. Well, let's start filming this. Oh, no, let's not. Let's leave it just let's the way it is. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Reavers. You're the best. Thank you, Manny. You got it, bro. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's edition of The Beer Show. If you missed any portion, check out the podcast and you can find it online at 1500ESPN.com and also available on Podcast One. The Dan Lebitard Show is up next right here on the home of Sports Talk in the Twin Cities, 1500 ESPN. Until next Thursday night, we'll talk to you then. Cheers.